All right, children, welcome to the first episode of Lemon Squeeze. Um, this episode is mainly introducing you you to me and the reason why I want to do podcasting. And then I have my two fabulous good friends here helping me with this podcast, keeping me on topic, and also, you know, making a bitch say things that are crazily out of pocket. Because this is your chance to hear me be, you know, me, 100%. No drag brunch, even though you know I love drag brunches. But you get to hear me talk about the things that I want to talk about, and always with a touch of love and realness. Um, helping me out today, I got my good friend Aaron Williams, aka Mr. Stone Crazy. Hello, everybody. And, yes, and EO Mysterio Casadine, honey. That's me. Yes. Oh, that was really light over there. Was it really you, though? It is. It's me. Oh, it's me. We haven't started yet. Now, but... if he, if that, if his energy was as brightly colored as this outfit he's wearing, <laughs> you know, it's like, he it's... always looks fabulous, though. We have no shades. I, I always, do hope. Always dressed to the T. No shade. You okay, are. Well, I you mean, are. I won't argue with anything. Except that, that outfit I seen you in the other week. Ooh, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Speaking of, Aaron, it's uh, fall time. Is it time to start breaking out the puffy uh, vests again this year? I am ready. Are you going to give that a break this year? <laughs> no, I'm coming back in full force. Oh, okay. And there may oh, even goodness. be some rhinestones. You're, uh, oh, handmade. there you go. Because I am Mr. Stone Crazy, you know. You so. are. Oh, yeah. You got to put extra stones in all the winter gear this yeah, year. Yeah, all of your clothes should be rhinestone this year. That's how you make a that's, statement. This fall, that's what I'm doing. Stones, baby. I have to. Yes, mm-hmm. baby. All right, So child. if you see me out and I'm not wearing a stone... Advertise a stone. Crazy. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Show <laughs> Not even sure where I was going to go with it's that. It's okay, girl. We smoking pot, honey. You know? <laughs> we sure are. It's now legal in Minnesota. We're so happy. Yes, yes legal. Yes, legal weed. Let me, yes. let me clack this. Clap, clap. Clack, clack, clack. <laughs> I can smoke on the street now, honey. Words. Oh, my goodness. We I will be. We had walked past the police officer the other day, and I was smoking, and I, this lady was looking at me, walked past him. And the dude, you could tell the police officer just turned around and was just shaking his head like, Yep, it's go. nothing I can do. Don't do anything. It's just marijuana, honey. If we have to tolerate the smell of cigarettes, you could smell a little marijuana, honey. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with flowers, honestly. People I, always ask why I don't get them, but it's because I couldn't get the ones I wanted. Child, people need to smoke <laughs> more. We <laughs> need to take some marijuana to the White House and let them folks smoke. You know Joe honestly. Biden's smoking. I, Joe I, Biden don't need to smoke nothing else. He can barely walk up. The <laughs> 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 That's why. Uh, then he's going to need some CBD ointments. Or Joe Biden, Biden, he will not be making no presidents. They they need to, if you let, let me tell you smoke. something. Joe Biden, they need to give you the Professor X chair. <laughs> <laughs> you will be fine. They already making flying cars. They can make a floating wheelchair. Oh, they sure goodness. can. Because he, I'm, I, I'm no shade to anybody that's older. I'm in my 40s right now, you know. When I get to a certain age, hopefully they make hovering wheelchairs because I'm not doing the Joe Biden bitch. Float me down the stairs. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, float, I think by the time trying to we float get in old, like Emperor Palpatine. Yes, yes, honey. Yeah, may the force be with you. Oh, my God. Because it's definitely not with Joe Biden. Therefore, he does not need to be participating in the legal marijuana. Pass the bills, but don't smoke it, Joe. Don't smoke it. No. Well, Joe, you don't need it. Sativa, maybe. Talking about it at the White House, did you see that 
the vice president through the first ever hip hop party at the White House. Kamala Harris. Kamala oh. Harris. She did. That was her her I big didn't thing. Even know that. that was just oh. within the last uh, week or so. Now, is she so. doing it because she truly likes to listen to hip hop, or is she? Just trying to get the votes. Well, uh, well, see, that's the kicker. We have okay. to start keeping it real what in the season. But I also feel like Kamala, yeah, she could get down with the hip hop. I also feel like she may have a side of her that's down with some rap music. Too. I I believe it. I, I mean, yeah, we got to remember it. she is a woman of color. Just because she doesn't portray herself as someone who would be into that doesn't mean that Kamala she's not. looks like the kind of person that would be listening to some DMX in her car. Uh, she does. No shade. <laughs> that's what she. That's what was. That's what was blasting on the radio when they had one. Um, but I was gonna say. Even if she really isn't into hip hop music, I think what she did is groundbreaking because she's bringing an ethnic culture into the White House, which I, has never been there before. I personally think the Obamas have yeah. already done a great job. Oh yeah, of they. Doing I'm not. That. I mean, no shade. She's I love continuing Kamala. the process. I love Kamala. Yeah, she's continuing the process. I agree. You know, I understand. She is. I think it's important to do everything that we can do in this country to make sure everyone feels welcome here because this country is beautiful because. We are all different, and I love that about being in America. So good job, Kamala Harris. Good, good job. job. Good job on you. Yes. I appreciate that. Keep it coming, though. We need more of it. Okay, and don't yes. do it just because you're trying to get the boat, honey. <laughs> and don't do it because you're just listening to yeah. us look at you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Speaking of Kamala, like, I wish they would, like, literally allow her to have more of a presence. You know, she's like the first vice president that I've seen that really hasn't had a it presence. And, and it's sad, you know. She has been hiding a lot in the media. Yeah. Or, or they keep her I, under the or stairs. Or they keep her out of the feel, media. I feel like everyone in the White House has PTSD from Donald Trump abusing social media. So yeah. now, now with the new people in charge, nobody really wants to use it because no one... You Baby, know. can I just be real? Some of the Trump supporters don't even know what social media is, my uh. dear. Some of them probably doesn't. They're probably still getting their information by, uh, by uh, what's that? The telegraph. Oh my goodness. Or the no. um, because Morse was, code, baby. Morse code. Because Somebody I was watching SOS. I was watching an interview on YouTube. Literally watching the Trump supporters on YouTube. When you ask them questions about things, they don't even know what's going on. All they know about is exactly what that man is telling them. That is insane. So no shade. I'm not saying that all Trump supporters are on the ding ding side, but some of most of them are. I'm sorry, most of them are. They gotta be. I mean, I mean, they do sense. say it's 1.5 billion to become a president. So yeah, make it. Make I'm sense. stacking my coins. And why should the? <laughs> and that's another thing that's wrong in this country. See, that's see. I'm glad you said that too. Why should you make all that money to become president? But it's an actual requirement yeah. in this country. They too. have to raise money in order to go on to to be able to be the next election, and that should next, not be. Uh, I think that should change. I forget what it's called. They just have one in that state below us. I think that should change. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about, but I think that should totally change. But yes, in order to qualify, they do have to raise a certain amount of money in order to get to the nomination point. So which I don't about, understand is why are we only nominating one person for a party? Yeah. I kind of think we need to, I think, you know, the old system needs to be kind of rearranged yeah. to fit the times. Most definitely. Yeah, especially when now we've gotten to this point. Because I think all politicians at some point are, are going to be crooked, regardless of what they think. Mostly all of them are crooked. Up at, 
Oh, that I'm not even saying Democrat, Republican. Honestly, when it comes to government, I'm definitely one of the people who like to see things to myself. I would consider myself more of an independent than anything. Do you? Because I don't. What, <clears throat> what did you say? I was going to say, by crooked, do you mean people who are going to make decisions monetarily oh, that absolutely. would normally coincide with absolutely. what their platform is? Yes. Absolutely. Yep. I think. I think we just got to make sure these old people are, are not allowed to run for president anymore. We have to get people there that are fresh-minded and who are really thinking about the, the next man, the next here, woman, here. the next yep. person. Because when you are a president, you're supposed to move the country forward. forward. Why are we study disputing laws that were already passed? Exactly. Oh, my whether good or bad. We should be moving to our next place. Right now, what's more present is global warming. This planet needs to be saved. Right now, the focus should be on the planet. The focus should be on the people that are in the planet. It should be the collective of everybody. Exactly. Because without this planet, what's the use of a president? Without this planet, what's we the all going to be space dust, honey. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know if it's 200 geez. degrees outside, I'm not going nowhere. I know, baby. I'm staying right in the house. And as that long burger is going to show up extra crispy because... It's too much. Girl, we're not going to be getting nothing, honey. We're going to be like, uh, what's them, the, the sci-fi movies you like to look at where they eat powder? They like they mix it with water and they turn it into Oh, shit. you're talking about like rations. Dehydrated oh, ass shit. MREs. Yeah, <laughs> right. Are, baby, it won't be no more Mickey Space D's. Space food. Yeah, Space it won't food. be nothing no more, honey. We're going to be straight up in Star Wars planet. Uh, it's over. I, I If we get to that point, at least I hope it's going to be like Fifth Element Salt the, anyway, hey, at least you, you know like what I will say. I am not going to lie to you, honey. If I live through it, I would love to be the first bitch to perform on the moon, honey. Oh wow, yeah, we honey. gonna go there. Let's Even do as, it. as a queen, baby, I would just live. That would be sickening. Can you imagine the stage? Can we? Yeah. Can't we go on SpaceX right now? Aren't they we booking can. tickets oh, to I'm the moon right go. now? We don't do nothing when it's just started. <laughs> don't forget about the Titanic. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Yes, no. We when it's not. new, you stay away. Speaking of Queen, <laughs> uh, crazy. Um, Sasha, what? Tell us about your drag career. Where Where'd you start? Let's get into that. Oh my yes, goodness! So life of Sasha and Ooh. the juice. Time to squeeze it. it. Um. Oh, so I started drag way back when, two thousand eight. Um. Those of you who don't know, I was diagnosed with HIV. And please do not be sad because I'm not one of those girls who, you know, gets mushy about that kind of stuff because that changed my life. At that point in time, whether I knew it or not, it was going to be life-changing. I had no clue, but it did. I went through a bad period of time where I was, like, totally depressed and I was down and I totally felt like I was just at the end because HIV at that time, 2008 even that soon, there was still... Just so many gaps, and I only knew being somebody from the Midwest, from down south, I'll say, Tennessee. I didn't know a lot about it. Because you're I, originally from Memphis. Yeah, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee originally. I had no, you know, I wasn't really thinking about it, because for the most part, I was always always really safe, sexually, yeah. and uh, relationships. I didn't mess around, and I took the chance, and, you know, I got it, and I'm, I'm, I wasn't really happy, and um, I remember thinking to myself, because I had dated a drag queen who ruined their career, they were very, very angry and like literally like tore a pageant backstage up because they did not place the way they wanted. Oh, no. And I was, yeah, it was bad. I remember saying to myself, because I had tried drag a few times, but that's a whole nother story. 
um, that if I ever got the opportunity, I would never do that. Like I would take my drag career seriously and I would, you know, I would want to be the best drag queen I could. So I was like, you know, that thought hit me and my boyfriend at the time, we were talking about all of that stuff because I love talking about the human mind. The drag. What did yeah. you like about it? Love drag. Yeah. Oh, man, I just liked how the, how the queens were able to take a room of people and command them by lip syncing other people's songs. Yeah. And the fashion at the time and just, it was captivating. It was. You know, and that was not my drive. I think I just wanted to try it. So I ended up trying it and um, I won a talent night. It's at this oh, place really? called, yes, honey. I first won. talent night. Huh? First talent night. I looked <laughs> an absolute hot mess. I had this uh, loose, I don't know what you call them, I think barrel curls. I had a barrel care wig on that I had picked out the lightly. The one that you put like the rollers in and the, like I think I have like a overnight. lime green one that looks like I have to show you. Okay. But I tried to pick her out like a little afro, and I had this black, white, and brown maxi dress on. It was had a little length on it. She had some shoulder to her, and I had these nineteen nineties like white strappy platform heels and i did winnie houston i'm your baby tonight Ooh. no girdles no no <laughs> like nothing i was not a really really thick girl then I, she was that kind of wee petite um i know and i had like a, has uh, a picture of you on on uh her facebook she has a picture of me uh, yeah that's that picture maybe not from your that picture is not yeah let's oh, get okay. to the, yeah that picture is not from the first time <laughs> um Cause you know I smoke weed. You can't like I can't lose my train of thought. <laughs> I have to lost. stay on track. Yeah, because I'll start thinking about food on your ass, honey. <laughs> but anyway, um, I looked a hot mess, but I ended up winning doing that song. I won that night, and I won a few others. And they they invited me to do like uh, the Saturday night. They were like, you can come and do like a spot not spotlight number. You know, they paid you eighty bucks. You came in, you performed. At this point, I was like, I'm going to do Fantasia Barino from American Idol. Some of you children okay, so may Fantasia. not know. Who, they, some of the babies may not know who she is, but she was on American Idol and she still sings now, children. Look her up. I believe anyway, she won, didn't she? No. Yes, she did win. She, she did. She tore it up. She was really good. She just but, was, um, she's Seely right now on. Yeah, Purple. she's been on the color purple. She's, yeah, she's Seely. Oh, again. yes, that's right. Yeah, she is Seely. So movie. check that out mm-hmm. the movie that's coming out, the mm-hmm. musical going to be so good i will be watching but anyway i end up doing that on a saturday and tore it up and t- that was it like I, I realized like i had achieved what i saw those drag queens do in a room they captivated an audience and people fit bought into me and i was hooked yeah. i was completely hooked just like, started buying wigs uh, shoes I don't. I don't want to call it that. I, <laughs> I did a little some some, but like, yeah, I was hooked. So, would you say that your drag helped you with your diagnosis of HIV? It definitely gave me something else to think about at the time because yeah, I was so wrapped up in, you know, HIV. I wasn't really thinking about life anymore. I was thinking about what is. Right. Just dying. Because it used think, to be a yeah. death sentence. Yeah. Like, it in used the 80s, to be. In the 80s and the early You got 90s, it yeah. and that you was died it. because of complications of it. having it. But, like, yeah, I wasn't really thinking about living. I just gave up on, like, all the dreams that I had as a young man. Because, you know, I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to sure. 
go into politics because I love well, that we got world. A political view on you, kind of. Yeah, I do. I love my politics. <laughs> a little bit of a taste like, of the politics. I like knowing what's going on in the world. But like, yeah, Sasha gave me something else to do. Did I know that one day she would take me all the way to where I'm at now? Absolutely not. It was a hobby. You know, I still believed in having a job and working right. and doing things for myself because I was a spoiled person. <clears throat> and I spoiled myself more than anybody was ever able to spoil me. That's right. something I taught myself a long time ago. But, like, yeah, drag just gave me something to do. You started performing in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. else have you performed? Um, Memphis where... was pretty much it. And then I ended up moving up here. Then you came to Minneapolis. Yeah, I came to Minneapolis in 2011. Um, literally right after Thanksgiving, my drag daughter Belize at the time was living here. Um, and she brought me up. Well, I can go back because I did a few pageants before I ended up. Here. Yeah, you've done a couple pageants. Yeah, you came I did uh, Miss USA Bay at Large <clears throat> um, in Florida at the Honey. I've done Kentucky USA Bay at Large. Uh, I've been Miss Backstreet Newcomer. Um, I've done a lot of stuff like before I moved here. You know, I was a very driven drag queen no matter what. I wasn't going to let no bitch tell me I could work nowhere, baby. You was, I can't do what? I'll show you. That's the kind of girl I've always been. So, like, I got a lot done, you know, in the early years of my drag. But those were also the toughest times because you don't know who you are as a queen yet. You, right. You see all of these fabulous divas around you, and you're like, you know what? I want to be her. I want to be her. Oh, I want to move like this. Ooh, I want my makeup. And it was just confusing. So, moving up here 2011, you know, performing at Backstreet at the time. Not Backstreet. Sorry, that's the weed that's talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> performing at Townhouse. The now, it's now called a Black, Black Heart. Yep. Um, was my first spot. I did like Bonnie Tyler, I Need a Hero. And got a standing ovation. And it was it. Literally, it was it. And and that was the, the, the journey to becoming who I am now today. But yeah, drag, I'm, I will always be grateful for it because... It restored the way I viewed life. And I took my diagnosis, instead of letting it be something that anchored me to the ground, I allowed it to anchor me to the ground in a positive way. I didn't allow it to be the negative version of being anchored. Because to me, when people say anchored to the ground, they always look at a weight. I looked at it like, you know, a string from a balloon. Like, I was meant to float, obviously, Mm -hmm. because I'm doing good for myself in drag. And I enjoy it. But I enjoyed that little string that tied me down to that little trinket that you see at the bottom of those balloons. That's the kind of anchor that I have for my foot. Mm. It makes me grounded, keeps me humbled, and it makes me appreciate every single experience that comes my way. That's what HIV's done for me. And it makes me live life to the fullest. I and, think that's important just yeah. in general, like mm-hmm. regardless is just living life to the, to fullest. the fullest. And whatever Every version day. that is, you you know, you yeah. want it to be. Be but your true authentic self. Yes, 100%. I remember the first time that I seen you perform. There was two times. Um, the first time I seen you perform was Cantina in the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. You were doing a show, and I came out there with um, Victoria, one of the other <laughs> drag queens here oh in Minneapolis. And um, I believe the song you did was Toy Friend. Yes. And I think there's time, a video out there of me doing I do have a video <laughs> of it. Um, I have. I share it every time it comes up on my feed because I <laughs> Baby, you can't tell me nothing <laughs> back in the Could day. Could not honey. tell you nothing. Them you red, came out red there. Weed kinda, oh, yes. and I remember I turned to Victoria and I said, This is the song I told you to do last night. 
And now she's doing it. I said, you better watch out. <laughs> had no yeah. idea who you were. And then oh it was like a couple weeks later, I finally met you at uh, the 90s on an amateur night. A or... Tuesday, I think. It was Diamond Divas. It was Diamond Divas was on a Tuesday. Walking, yep. I was by the bar getting cocktails, and I was telling, I think I was mentioning to uh, one of the security guards, either it was Big O, rest in peace, Big O. Yes. It was somebody I was talking to at the corner of the bar, and I think it was him. And I was like, I need to get me a job, because as much as I love doing drag, I want to work. And then here's Aaron. You need a job. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm going to get this queen a job. She needs a job to stay here. I'm going to do what I can to help her to stay. Yeah. I said I was going to go back home. Like, as much as I like drag, I think it would be better if I went back home. Like, literally, I almost left. Yeah. Because of gatekeeping or people no, not giving gatekeeping. you... So, that's like a whole nother... At the whole time, nother... yeah, okay. When it comes to gatekeeping, for me, I'm not the kind of girl that looks at the gate. Like, Bitch, I'm going to jump over it. Right. Or I'm going to kick it down. Okay. Or I'm going to kick it lock. down, go around, do whatever click, I got to do. Click, You're not gonna... I'll, I'm cutting I'll that lock, kind of. You're not messing with me like that. I'll because, change how I was asking that. Or was there people that you felt were actively going out of their way to prevent you from transitioning? No, darling. No one can do that. Okay. No. They can they, actively protest and hate all they want, but what is meant for me, it is what's meant for me. Right. I've always been that girl. I think at that time, it was just that they had... I mean, there were shows... At the 90, like 90s and Townhouse, Blackheart now, mm-hmm. were the only places that really had drag in the Twin Cities. For it was good drag, too, time. back in those times. And it was good drag, and there yeah. were shows Tuesday through Sunday at the 90s. I want to say pretty much the same type of schedule at Townhouse at the time. Yeah. And it was just, like, you, the booking fees weren't that high. You couldn't really make a living off of one or two shows. No. But, you know, it was just... It was plentiful, though. It was plentiful. It was easy to be part of a show. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't consistent enough to call it full-time. To call it work. Yeah, if you called it work. job. That means you were performing from, like, Tuesday to Sunday, which I've done. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I had a full-time job doing that, too. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, you know what? As much as I love drag, you don't pay the bills. So I'm going to keep hustling and working over here. That was tough. Yeah, because drag then, you know, was more demanding. We had show directors that, you know, right now, I don't know, you know, the state of drag in the Twin Cities. And this is just my honest opinion. This is no shade to anyone. I think it's very entitled. And I think that the entertainers now are not putting the effort. And, and maybe they are. And I want to make be open minded when I make this statement is in, in, in their drag that we did, because we went against a lot of boundaries. We yes. had show directors who would tell you that you look like shit. That oh, you they look literally would say it in person. Woo, baby, like call your ass out on the mic. Yep. Like talk about you. In they front didn't of care. It didn't matter who you complained to. If you didn't put the effort, you was not about to get no work. And <laughs> there were some good ones. There were some like Barbara Gordon. I'll give her. She gives a lot of people opportunity. Um, Esme Rodriguez, who's no longer here, who were giving people opportunity, but they still had standard, and yes. that's what is missing here in this community like a lot of people are able to have access to all these shows which is fab because a lot of the greats fought for it and when i mean greats i'm talking about a julia star a jenna v ramona love you know you know and i'll say myself too to battle some of those boundaries that they had to go through now did we want those boundaries to be knocked down so that people can get entitlements no 
We wanted it to be easier for you to achieve what you wanted to get in this drag community. And yep. I think now everybody's built on satisfying everyone. Like if someone gets upset, if someone pouts or cries, I'm going to pat you on the back. I'm going to tell you how great you are and go do a show. Now what's happening here is the shows are not packing There's out. nothing constructive about that feedback. No, honey. The shows are not packing out. Some of them are very empty. And, you know, I go to shows here, and there's probably like 12, 13 people in the audience. That's not why we did drag back in those no. days. We well, we like the packed out shows. I will say, though, that some of the critiques that were heard in public, uh, they, were, they weren't they were wrong critiques. No, they were. They were, they were way, You know, it was a way of giving constructive feedback. And at that time... That's what it looked like in the common community. And yeah. The drag community is like, yeah. if you really wanted to know how you were doing, you were told right up in front. Because this is before Drag Race. So and this is, yeah, this yeah. is before Drag Race was even popular and before any of. Yeah. Yeah. This is before any of that shit. That means you, you had was, to go through. It was through. constructive feedback and it was meant exactly. that way. And I think a lot of the ones that made it through the constructive feedback phase that we fought through. Um, going to the shows and supporting the queens and the queens themselves fighting uh -huh. for it is that it opened up the door to what could happen and what did happen. Yeah. And it allowed for people to get on the stage that weren't given opportunities. Yeah. And that's, I do like that, that there are more and opportunities those now. queens are some of the most active ones. Yeah. Today, today, and and when because I because they took say, the feedback exactly, that was given in public, who are doing well right now, and see, people don't know that about us. They think that we literally, like, for some reason, some of them think we just magically got stuff thrown in our lap. No, we went through a lot of stuff. Oh, we yeah. went through all that criticism. We put up with all the negative, the name calling, and and we said, you know what, bitch? No, that's not me. I know what I want to do in drag, and I will show you. And that's literally what's missing in this drag community. Now, there are a few honorable mentions that I think that are doing great in this drag community as far as trying to put on great shows. I'm not going to call y'all name out today. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. No, but we're gonna save that. I see you. Like, for real. I really do. I see the people in the drag community that are doing their thing and are, that are trying to have a standard. And I applaud them for that. I appreciate all the new shows because that is some of the boundaries we all hope to push down. Because drag was very negative back in those days. Yeah. It was. And it can, it's kind of negative now, which is sad. Because it's so much like, boo, like, what a better time to be a drag queen now. And to actually have some kind of a business standard. I make a living from doing drag. Who would ever thought that? Like, I would right. ever thought. I would say it's definitely very popular right now. It drag is very popular. as a culture, period, is like its own. And boo, now. let me tell you something. Ain't nothing like that good old... Straight dollar, honey. Thank you very much. <laughs> I am not mad at you. Thank you for supporting us in that way. And I'm. this is not even a read. I appreciate the straight people that come to the shows, honey. Oh, yes. Because I get to let them into our world in my from my point of view. And they get to see what it's like to be around a black drag queen who is male presenting. I'm a man. I, I'm not trans at all. You know, and I let them see, like, it's not all negative. You look at stuff on TV, and that's what they show you. But this is the true face of most of the drag queens that you'll meet. Mm -hmm. We're all very sweet, kind people. Mm -hmm. You know, the drag performers are very welcoming, most of us. And and all we're trying to do is make a living. 
doing the same thing people did many, many years before us. Well, now you yeah. have to look at drag as a business because there's so much involved with it and the potential for it to be so big. Yeah. It's gone mainstream. Yeah. And thanks to the TV shows, the networks that put I mean, look at, yeah. out there. Look at the music videos now, like, like uh, Cardi B's, uh, uh, what is it, Bongos? Yeah, baby, drag influence. Those chicks can't say nothing. They can right. say what they want to say, but Beyonce and all of these other performers out here, these ladies of entertainment, they look at the drag queens, and we are some of the blueprints to the fashion inspiration that that's were. going on around here. Agree with some that. of the music oh, yeah. videos, the the colorfulness mm-hmm. of their outfits, the long lashes they're wearing, the nails, the makeup mm-hmm. styles. Honestly, we influence a lot some, right now. Some of the fashions that girls are wearing now. It's drag. all drag once upon drag. a time. Drag. Drag weren't dressing like that. The I feel like the whole Beyonce concert is an inspiration off of some drag outfits that I've seen. Pageantry. Pageantry. Production. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, the production value. Drag. Oh. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I think, as an artist, if you're trying to be a drag performer, someone who's done it as long as I have, you have to take it seriously. And you have to be committed to it. You have to stay humble. And be respectful to the producers, but you also have to demand respect from them. Because, like right now, it's a lot of entertainers who are taking these bookings or, or, or I guess, these residencies from these places of business who are paying them pennies. And I don't care what they look like in drag, you take my art seriously and you pay me what I'm worth so that I can produce the kind of drag that I need to, do, to produce, or I don't need to work from you. But entertainers now, some of them are just so desperate to perform that they're just taking this stuff and they don't realize how that discredits all of the beauty and the magic that we put out in the world. Right. You know? Don't sell yourself short. No, absolutely you not. You know what it costs for you to do it. You got to look at it as a business just like any other business would look at you. Child like Bunny Tyler said, holding out for a hero. I need a hero. <laughs> you better hold on. Honey. I need a hero. Baby, you better go get you a nine to five and go to work. And whenever you get your bookings, you go out and you look like a star. Every t- that's yeah. what I did. I got a job. I didn't have a lot of shows all the time. When I was told that my drag wasn't that great and I needed to do this, every little time I got to perform in front of that person, I showed her that I was dedicated and I was willing to put my best foot forward because I believed in myself. And I had to because I knew something. It had to be some magic there. Because when every time I tried to turn away from drag, that shit just held on tight to me. Yeah. And, and that's a whole nother thing. Don't chase things that are not chasing you. Who are some mentors in your drag career? Oh, my drag mother, Tanisha Cassadine. You know, R.I.P. Uh, such a talented performer. A beautiful trans woman. And I learned so much from her. And, you know, just how to hold myself as a drag performer. And I can't thank her enough. And then we got Tommy Ross, another icon. We all love Tommy. Goodness, such an icon. She was just like one of the first. She was. I I was sad I didn't get to see her. Um, She was one of the first people that told me that I shouldn't cuss all the time when I'm in drag. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She was backstage at the night. Yes, honey. I was like, oh, she's like, you look so beautiful. You look like a beautiful young lady. You Mm -hmm. You shouldn't talk like that, you know? Yeah. And I stopped. Like, I understood where she was coming from. Yeah, amongst my friends, I cuss like a sailor. But when I'm Sasha Cassidy and I try to remember, like, I want to hold myself to a certain image. Right. Because I want to be universal. I want someone to trust me to be around their children and know that if they book me, that they're going to get professional. 
And yeah. I'm going to know how to read the room and be funny without talking about your genitalia. Right. Or how many, <laughs> how many people you going to have sex with today. Can we just uh, say, like, oh, talking man. about genitalia on the microphone it's at a so show. It's so old, honey. It's old. It's old. It, it's, and you it's know, tiring. And it it just reads lack of content. I'm not going to lie. I mean, honestly, it's yeah. cute when you're, like, 18 to 20. But after that, it's... Boo, yeah. No one cares, honey. I don't... <laughs> Personally, care how many times you go, who you gonna have sex with tonight? Yeah, say, no one cares. There's only so many jokes in the book, anyway. Yeah, and mm-hmm. talking about body parts is the oldest trick, honey. Talk, do something else. Yeah, so please. Some need to so that we're just gonna. Sure. It's curtain. Chop that. Get rid of it. <laughs> okay, so you are the hostess of Flip Phone yes, in Minneapolis, yes, the the flagship. Yes location tell us a little bit about that and what you do well i'm currently the show director and Mm -hmm. the first long time running hostess flip phone events um applause Applause. Applause. um i'm not gonna lie baby as far as drag brunch goes i know there probably were drag brunches in other places but flip phone we definitely put drag brunches on the the map and when we look at drag brunches we look at from a pop culture kind of view like that means if you see some top 40s music or some popular tv shows yeah we're gonna dive into it and give you a drag spin on these themes Mm -hmm. and i work with some of the most talented drag performers in the twin cities and i'm so honored and happy to be a leader for these entertainers and be able to work with them because i love to see them who would ever thought like a drag brunch that you had my first theme i think was chad um i think we did what was it i can't it's been so long ago but anyway when he first introduced a theme Taylor Swift? to me oh boo <laughs> we ain't gonna go there because now like for real i feel like i'm, I'm she's growing, current so. i'm growing blonde roots that's how many times <laughs> but i love t swift that's how i fell in love with you girl that's how i fell in love with you girl. i know more and more i go to oh him, yeah like, okay, okay. But like I'll i remember the first more. theme i was like uh, uh who you want me to do what I'm like, baby, I don't do that. And child, when he tried to get me to do, I had to do like a thing where I had to be uh, mass presenting. That was really a no-no. Because I'm like, I got all these titties and all these hips. And you want me to do what? What was it? I forget. But themes like for real were like not my thing. And who who would have thought that I would eventually start excelling at it? Mm Because there's so much fun. Yeah. And that's what Flip Phone is. It is fun. It, we want you to have a good time. Our entertainers don't have to be the most polished. They just have to be humble, and they have to be entertaining, and they have to pe- be able to, you know, be around people and make them feel welcome. We don't want right. to work with no bitches, honey. That ain't going to fly. I mean, nobody really yeah. wants to work with no. divas. If you're not a rich diva or a rich bitch, no one wants to work with you, honey. And trust me, nobody works with them or around them by choice. It's convenience. Right. Yeah, so t- take that. Suck that in. Or they're in the way of your dollar. Oh, yeah. Good evening, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but Flip Phone is all about fun. And now we've expanded. We're in several different other states. Uh, we just got Flip Phone Houston started. Whoop, whoop, whoop. whoop. Yes, Flip Phone Houston. Yes. I put my fan down. Oh, I would clap whoop. it. But, yeah, uh, Chevelle Texas Brooks is, fabulous. is Chevelle going to Brooks. be Chevelle Brooks. Oh, an icon in my eyes, honey. She's everything. She runs around in the pageant circuit, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's baby. She's she was the first plus size queen that I know of to win the small girls Miss USA. When people would say, "Oh, if you were a plus girl, you couldn't win a 
a small girl pageant. She did that shit. She entered. She and did she enter won. and she won against some of the best skinny bitches that were out there at the time. And I've always looked up to her. She's yes. and she was here recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got to see her. I didn't get to but see yeah, her. But yeah, oh baby, turned the building. I, I thought really... she she's gonna be an amazing host. I'm so happy to see her soon, October 14th. If you're in the Houston area, check it out. It's at the Improv in Houston. Okay. Uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing. The first theme is Hocus Pocus. Theme. Are you hosting that one or are you just no, performing? No, I'm just performing. I get oh. to do my three rounds. Honey. You get to do three, three. rounds. Yeah. The quick changes. <laughs> oh, I'll be ready for it. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> After hosting for so long, it's actually quite entertaining. I know. Those run, they're Pretty quick. The first time I've seen, the first time I went to a flip phone brunch, I was surprised how quick the changes were and like how fast the girls and had like to the be. commitment the performers have. Because I perform once per brunch, right? But they are performing three times for three different shows each brunch. Yeah. What's that? Nine times. Nine times nine a day. And each time, time the energy is elevated. It's there. They're giving their absolute all. That's why if you haven't been to a flip on brunch, please check out flip on events yes. and come and join us. Like I work with some of the best performers in the Twin Cities, and again, honored. So please just come get you a taste because it's 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 fab. It is it's truly fabulous. Also, speaking of shows, we have our own show uh, with Castadite Events in yes, Maple Grove, October the sixth. Just released um, the tickets. Yep, just released the tickets. My drag family, some of them are performing. We will open it up to other performers eventually, but we're just trying to start off a show. Right now, that's all I can give you right now. Mm-hmm. Terror Queens, <laughs> 80s yeah. and 90s slashers. Yeah, because, you know, I love my 80s and my 90s, so. Yeah. And we're doing this one out in the burbs, trying to yeah. change it up. It's on a Friday night. Also using drag to, because drag has always been a form of politics. So yeah. using drag as politics is also allowing ourselves to infest these areas where people won't be exposed to artists mm-hmm. or people like us and, and letting them see from their own point of view mm-hmm. who we are and what we present. Mm-hmm. Because all of us don't want to flash our titties and all of us don't want to show off our Kit Kats, honey. We're not them kind of people. We like clean, wholesome, fun, entertaining drag. Mm-hmm. What drag. do y'all feel about sexy like drag? Like, Drag that you know is overly exposed. There's a time. There's and a, a time place and a for place for it. Yeah. I I feel like if that is the event and it's a private, you know, area or private stage that we're doing it on, we know that it's only eighteen plus or only twenty one plus. Right. It should be marketed as such, and it should be hazards flashing on everything that lets people know that this you know, is an adult show or it can be an adult show. Do not bring your children. Another so that thing there's that no we surprise. do well at Cassidy events and Flip Phone. Catherine yes. and Flip Phone. Yeah, events. we do it well. We make sure we're mindful of your people. And, uh, you know, period. Exactly. And yeah. we also are good at letting you know 21 plus means 21 plus. That means you might see some ass and titties. Right. <laughs> not like real ass and titties. No. Fake. It's always foam fake. It's usually not going to see any saying. real anything. Fake foam ass and show. titties. My ass and titties come from Ashley Furniture. I wanted that good cushion, honey. As often as I've seen loads of people ask you, is your body real? And I'd be like, no, it's real couch, honey. <laughs> it's real foam. That's about it's it. It's real couch. Um, Ashley, for the brand, pop. Oh, my good goodness. Cushion, honey. I would totally agree. Like, um, the sexy, like, burlesque type of drag or the type of drag where you're more revealing. It should be a nightclub. That's a nightclub setting. 
Yep. Like Agreed. that's where that belongs. Or exactly. an establishment for adults. Yeah. So segueing off of that, what I wanted to add to that is that I think as a community we should start holding each other responsible or accountable for when you choose to do a number at an event that really didn't call for it. Yeah. I feel right. like there are some fabulous burlesque performers who will come and do a drag show or a show period and make it and make it into burlesque. And it's like, well, one, there's oh, a younger yeah. crowd as well. Burlesque doesn't fit. And then sometimes they people try to fit burlesque into every single theme, which I love burlesque. You know, I love I it. do love I love burlesque. it. It's I a do. genuine art form. Uh, I do. Speaking of oh, burlesque yeah. is one of my absolute favorites. And I love an amazing performer. Love, love, love. Um, my new girl, Juicy Lucy. Yeah, yeah. She's at the Brass Rail. Round of applause. Uh-huh. I've seen her a couple uh, times. Fat Bitch Friday happens once a yep. month. It is so fun. And Lucy is like, she's a new burlesque, but delightful, delightful. Right. But like, uh, you were saying, Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea is a professional. Sweet Pea wouldn't come to. A flip phone brunch and do what she normally does, right? Because right. she knows that that's she knows not the place exactly, for it. Exactly. She would put something together that works for her and works for the venue she was that hired is a good for. Point. Well, we have so many performers who try to just come and be artistic or sexy or whatever it is that they're doing, but and not, not just right burlesquers. Space. And see, that's why drag has to be universal. Right. It does like, have to. Be I universal. also like to be sexy sometimes, mm-hmm. but I realize that I would rather not be that at brunch. Unless I'm doing WAP or, you know, something that calls for it. But I really would prefer to make sure that my drag is more universal so that if you want me to be this or that or this or that, I'm willing to do it. You can transition into whatever they want. I don't want want to. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're trying to make it a career. Yeah. Like something you should think about. But if you're just trying to do burlesque, then you got to, like, burlesque shows are where you're at. Yeah. 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 And I love a good burlesque show. But everybody don't want to see tatas over uh, over eggs, Sonny. Right. (laughs) Well, and I mean, it's just, over easy. Yeah, it's just courtesy. Like, yeah, I'm here trying to enjoy my eggs and biscuits, and yeah. you can keep your eggs and biscuits to yourself. Not like, eggs and butts and biscuits. Yeah, yeah. You know, nothing wrong with it. And when I'm in the nightclub and I'm at a burlesque show, turn up, turn, turn down, all all up. I turn see, down, do all of everything. I want to see it okay. all. I want to see make more. Make it clap, make it Listen. vibrate. Throw it in a circle, baby. Like okay, I feel like that's where burlesque is gonna really shine is it's in what a it setting, was, yeah, for adults with the spotlight and everything. And that's what you know, going into what Blizzard said, where people were like drag is not a crime. No, it is not. But drag, all types of drag, is not for every type of venue. Mm-hmm. And as queer people, we also have to be. I know that, and Say that's it. the thing. I know that we want to be have exposure but do we want the good exposure do we want bad exposure good yeah that's the problem so we can get to see even though i do say all exposure is good exposure yeah in a sense of the drag and the careers paths that the opportunities you could have you really want the good exposure right now because of the way the political climate is and it's using us as you know that we don't have pedophiles that are drag queens that have been arrested and charged. That's exactly. what I was going to say. We, we don't want exposure, but, <laughs> but don't if we expose keep yourself doing to the things we're people. doing, we're only going to feed their narrative. Exactly. To when somebody exactly. does have on a wig and some makeup, that they get classified as a drag queen. Like it's like you know, you either fight with a sword or you fight 
with a with a pen and a paper. Honey. You don't you don't have to. I always kill people with kindness. You can kill you people know that with from kindness, the retail days. and you can kill them with your intelligence. <laughs> you know, we know that they're weaponizing our platform yes. to use for a vote. So why not use that platform to show them all of the beauty that drag is and the art form by not falling, you know, victim to what they present because I've seen some of the videos that they post on some of these sites where the there was one drag queen that pulled her breastplate and I think it just flopped out of her outfit. She didn't oh, even no. do it intentionally, but it was like whoop and there's a child sitting right there. Oh, or, I did see like a drag that. queen, you know, not she here, though. So, yeah, was... there are versions of that. Yeah. How, but that's also the parent that's... that's bringing them there and the parent should have a right to tell their child or to allow the child to go wherever they want. Them to go. I feel like Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunctions are a different category than intentional. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but that's why the conversation is definitely important. It is. Because you do have propaganda out there that talks about the dangers of drag and then it shows the absolute worst case scenario yep. in the background. So, you know, people sitting at home that are seeing it on the news, yeah, that's going to look bad. This drag queen just showed her real or fake boob to this young child even yeah. though had you been you there know how like you would have known there. that it was an accident they'll spin it that yeah. way exactly yeah so oh yes baby if they remember but, speaking of uh, revealing if you if they would have went to a, a la beyonce concert hunter the media would have went beyonce <laughs> Oop, she beyonce got revealed has drag naked drag queens there and because the, baby Ooh. there were people in straight harnesses at that concert oh i know we seen yeah. one in minneapolis dude like, was in a, a harness and a drag strap oh, and i'm like you mean the crowd how the crowd was dragged? baby yeah. that was naked there was a man naked. in our section had a harness and a jock strap yeah. and i said this is and there was all Beyonce. kinds of cheering everywhere and i'm like yeah can we stop and that's another thing queer people i love the queer people i love you i love you i love you i love you but everybody don't want to see your goodies Come on, not now. all the time. Like, and stop ooh, saying like, it's fashion, and and it's not fashion. <laughs> that's bedroom wear. Like, it that's is. Like to me, that's something you wear in your bedroom. I mean, like for sexy pride time. block parties or pride events. Yeah, things okay. around pride. And I'm old school. I still don't. I would. Personally I would find it acceptable. Yeah. I still think it's kind of weird though that we have people in underwear dancing for floats. But when I was young, I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, me too. That was hot. I wanted to. I just wanted. I thought they boys. were underwear models, but then I found out that they were just go-go dancers. Well, well young me, that was like go-go dancers. Pieces but... of living candy waiting to be eaten. I do. <laughs> I do hate that gay pride in most places now. It seems to be a celebration of sex, it does. as opposed to oh, yeah. a celebration of us being able to build a queer culture where we can be comfortable enough to be able to celebrate And to, to still focus sex. on political views and, and still all the things keeping things. us moving forward. Yeah. But, you know, that's another conversation in itself for us to sit like and hatch that out because that's a whole subject. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where is the queerness, darling, in pride? And what, what is like queer it's to been you very monetized. Oh, God, yeah. And very oh, and sexed corporate. Up, and sexed up. Yeah, and sexed up. It always has been sexed up. It's always been sexed up, but I feel like it's more pre uh, visible now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, with everything we've been talking about with drag and uh -huh. you know how it affects the community and mm -hmm. uh, keeping things cultured and whatnot, we all know that you have your own fabulous house of drag performers and other performers. Oh yes. What are yes. what are some of the the rules to live by in the house of Cassidy? 
the rules to live by in the house of Castanine again, humility and always remain. And I know there are like, you know, there are children that, that I have under my wing that need to work on humility. Things humble. That's important. And people think that hum being humble is allowing people to oh walk over you. That's not because you don't have to be tough in order to get things done in this community. You don't. No. To me, being tough is the totally opposite of, of not being humble. Like, to me, humility is a lot more tougher than, you know, being tough. You don't have to be aggressive no, to you be don't. tough. No, you don't. Right. You, you don't. don't. You be assertive, but you don't have to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, fun is another thing to be a Cassidine. I like to have fun. Like I'm all about, go- I'm goofy. And the longer you get to know me on this podcast, the more of it you will see, I assure you. Mm-hmm. Even though we was talking deep today, we're going to be talking silly like next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all, trust me, baby, it's, it, it's all about the weed that I smoke before we start talking. It's <laughs> all about the weed here. or if I've had a cocktail, okay? <laughs> um, so fun is important. And then, you know, just to be yourself. Because the, the reason I chose the children that I have, because they're individually all great in their own way. And that doesn't mean all of them are great in drag. Some of them don't do drag. I have DJs. I have children who, you know, one of my sons was a dancer for pageant people who he has never done drag. Um, I have all kinds of gay kids. And I think that's important because I, I look for family. I yeah. look for us to be a unit and for us to, you know, trust each other and support each other and to love each other. Because to, to be in a gay family is a choice. Right. So why choose to have the same well, issues you have in your family. real family? Like, yeah. The, it's a mutual yeah. agreement. Yes. It is a bond. And and my gay kids know that I'm first and foremost their best friend. You yeah. know, And I want them to see me that way. Someone that they can look up to and get advice from who's had a little more life experience than they've had. And even in drag and just pure life. But I also want them to have the respect for me, so therefore I respect them when it comes to how we communicate. So they treat me like a parent. I don't have to worry about yeah. you know being over. Well, I've been around. They all yeah. mother this, mother that yeah. in public. Yeah. it's kind of to me. It's kind of cute. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I love it. And I'm I like very to see it because they honored. do look up to you. Yeah, and I'm very honored, and I don't take that for granted. So like to be a Cassidine is to be in my image as in is my drag mother's image. Tanisha was a very strong, fabulous woman who had a standard, and she did not care what your ass thought. She read the shit out of me on many occasions about many different things, and that's the only time that my kids will get it from me. It's when I feel like they're cutting themselves short of an experience in whatever they choose to do as far as being successful or just living life. I make them respect, I just make them appreciate what they have. It's the only thing that I will read them on. So, like, being in a house to me is just, it's a choice. So we can't choose to be exactly what we already have in our existing families. Mm-hmm. We choose to be the opposites of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important to me in my drag house. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Wonder Farrell. That is the house. Who are yeah. your drag kids? You want to you wanna call them out right oh, now? Oh, I'm smoking, honey. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go, you don't want to get any of the names Instagram. wrong or miss anybody? I'm not going to get names wrong, but I just might miss a few. I can pull up a list right here. I, mean, I, yeah, you, I, they can pull it up, too, on Instagram. I was going to say, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to talk about oh, Sasha's yeah. 100 uh, drag children. Oh, yeah, honey. <laughs> yes. I'm talking about the past and present kids. Okay. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, I won't say kids. no names. The kids, when I was a little immature, but they still are fabulous, and they're still doing it, and they are still doing their thing. Now, one of my get old kids is a tattoo artist and has their own, I think, their own tattoo business. Um, one of them is a current reigning queen. Mm-hmm. It's a seamstress and can sew fabulous, amazing gowns and yes. costumes. So I think still, and you know, even though that failed, I think some of what I was was positive to mm-hmm. them. And, and they, they also left me with a lot of positive things because they believed in me. Mm-hmm. So I started believing in myself through them. So I thank my older children too. I appreciate up. them just like I appreciate my new babies. Like all of them are my babies still for the rest, forever and ever and ever. Welcome to the Sasha Hive. What do you have goals for Sasha in the next? Goals for Sasha is you- would love to get into radio if I could Ooh. possibly get into radio. You got the voice for radio? I mean, we got the, voice, I got the voice for radio. I'm like, I speak on the mic, baby. Who I, would, we I would love again. to wake you up in the morning and you ride to work with my crazy ass. In oh, the morning. I would yes, love it. Early in the morning with a cup of Starbucks, darling. Um, <laughs> um, and just, I just want to see how far I could take Sasha. I don't know what that looks like. I think that's been the best way for me is to get in my car and just drive and make sure I got enough money to keep gas in there. And I will stop and I will do my thing. There you go. I just want to be the greatest me that I could possibly be in this art form. I definitely want to be remembered. By the way, Beyonce. Beyonce. Oh, my God. Again, brought Let's her talk about early. that because you know what? You yeah. went to the concert in L.A. I went to the one in Minneapolis. Beyonce. You were anointed. I, yes, <laughs> mother. I could tell when she you came back, me. you were glowing. I was, yeah. I said, yep, she got her Beyonce face. Let me tell you something. I would never have to have sex again in my life. If I could see Beyonce perform at least once a week. Oh. That woman okay. is absolutely magical. Yes. You know, I feel like she puts so much into everything she does. And the crew to her dancers, they all look so happy. Like literally, like Beyonce is like my blueprint to being a good drag mother at this point. Because all most of my kids are entertainers. I just love how she treats Blue Ivy how she gave her such a huge platform. Oh, yeah. You know, to start a career with, potentially. Or she whatever really she hasn't even spoken much. No, we don't even know what she sounds like and she's famous. Right, and she's famous and she hasn't even said a word. She's no, making money, not even just, talking. She waving just do a wave and get loose, get low. Yeah. I'm telling you, that concert is amazing. <laughs> that concert is amazing. And I snuck my, uh, my vape in there, so I was super high. I was crying. <laughs> I brought mine in, too. But you know what's funny is that they were chiefing right up on the floor. Oh, there. I smelled marijuana all around. I told she I told, even pointed down and I said, told yeah. my boo, I told my boo <laughs> that I we should have definitely brought some joints in there. She said, Somebody's definitely having fun up here. Did she say it on the mic? She did. <laughs> she said something's definitely there's definitely I forget exactly what she said. Beyonce was getting a straight contact, honey. She definitely called it out and she pointed and she said, I like that. I love me some Beyonce. And then she was rocking some of her new fashion. She's been wearing this new brand, um, Poochie. I think I'm pronouncing it right. It's P-U-C-C-I. Poochie. I think that up. Lizzo looked that up for me on Google. Poochie. Cardi B was wearing it in her bongos video. By oh. the way, have you seen that video? I haven't seen it yet. Girl, you yes, better get with the program, the baby. I'm going to have bongos. to look at it. Let me tell you, the baby. And a lot of people hating on that song. I don't care. Because I see, I listen to the song for what it is. It's an ass-shaking song. It's a song for you to go in the club and shake your what ass. What are people saying like about it? Some people say it's whack, and some oh. people say they didn't like the way it sounded. Or I'm sorry, I love bongos. Okay. It's absolutely amazing, and the video just enhances it. Shout out to Cardi B. 
I love her. She is another artist that I absolutely love. And I hope that I get popular enough to interview her one day because we will have a total kiki. Yeah, it's Emilio Pucci. Emilio Pucci. Pucci. Mm -hmm. Baby, Beyonce had a Pucci outfit on as well. It was uh, like red, black. Yeah, like checkerboard print here. Beyonce, I want to stone something for you. Oh, I know. You would hook you would hook that Poochie outfit up, girl. I don't know. We probably could find a, a picture of it for you to see it. But I mean, she's always she's worn so many outfits, so I get why it would be hard. But like that would was one of my favorites. It's it's almost time to phase out because I'm hungry, honey. And I need to eat. And the bitch got the munchies. Drink up, darlings. Pour your little tequila in there. Smoke your blunt and have a good night. Smooches.